0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast
1: network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com slash special offer. All lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James.
0: Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Dravon James. I'm super excited to be here today because today, guess what? We are going to explore the concept of living a life of peace every day peace defined as wholeness completeness nothing missing nothing broken totality absolutely and is that possible i hear i hear your questions because they're the same questions i had in the beginning of this process umpteen years ago and i got to tell you things pop up every day that make me question is this possible but i have proof positive that we can do this yes we can we 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 know enough To do this right now, today. Yes, it's possible. Yes, you deserve it. And yes, we can have it. Now, I'm going to tell you how real life is. We had a fabulous guest today. And if you've been watching my social media, you're excited for him. I was excited for him too. Jason Dowd. And we're having some technical difficulties, and he's not with us yet. But we are going to go on, and if he joins us, that would be great. So I want to tell you what's going on in the world of everyday peace and Dr. Drayvon James at the very beginning. And if you're watching my social media, some of this is going to be um, old news but still very exciting. If you're not watching my social media, I don't know why not, um, and I invite you to start. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and it's Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James, or if you just put in Dr. Drayvon James, you'll get me either way. So I I am excited about an online university, the Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning. The founder is none other than the Reverend Dr. Temple Hayes. It's a fabulous way to continue your learning to learn something new because guess what school is never out for those of us who have a hunger and a thirst for living a life of everyday peace and yours truly dr drayvon james is teaching a course on the on, on that online uh, platform the name of the course is the, is 2020 clarity it's very important that we be able to see where we are going that's not news to any of us, right? But did you know this, that everything that you desire in life, your, your great health, your increased income, and I know we don't just want money for the, for the purposes of hoarding money. That's not what we want money for. We want money so we can enhance uh, the lives of others, right? Because when you buy something for yourself, I don't care if it's something as frivolous as a beautiful pocketbook right? That helps an industry somewhere else. So we're looking to help others. And it looks like our guest is going to be coming on in just a moment. And so we're so excited about that. But so whether you're desiring to improve your, your financial situation or improve your relationships with a significant other, family, friends, whatever it is that you want to create in your life, you're going to need vision to do that. And I'm not talking about external vision. I'm talking about a vision into you, into you. Because did you know that the only earthly relationship from the beginning to the end has the most longevity is your relationship with you, okay? Right? No-brainer, right? And so the, most, uh, the, the deepest relationship, the most understanding of you has got to come from you what your triggers are, uh, what, what, what floats your boat. Do you remember that phrase from <laughs> way back when? What floats your boat? You know, what gets you excited and jazzed about life? What saps your energy in all those uh, spots in between? Understanding you, having 2020 clarity about you, understanding your thought processes. You know, I'll give you a prime example. I was at work today, and I work in the healthcare industry. I've been a pharmacist for 30 years. 30 years. Yes, we we're going to talk a little bit about Corona. It would not be wise not to, but, uh, and we're, we're in heightened emergency. You can only imagine we're short staff and there's all this, and it's about 2:30 um PM Eastern standard time. And I have just about had it because I'm running on fumes. I ate about 5:30 in the morning and ordinarily, Back in the day, I would have forgotten to check in on myself, and there would have been a spiral, cascade of things that would have just gone wrong. Today I caught myself. When the first thing, you know, started triggering me, I said, oh, you know what? We need some sunlight. We need to go outside. The more that you understand you, we need to get something to eat, right? We need a bathroom break, these things. And they sound fundamental. They really do. They sound like things that we check on our children. If we have small children, we check on them. Hey, it's time for lunch. It's time for a potty break. It's time for a nap. After a certain age, we stop checking on ourselves. We become invisible to us. And we suffer all of the blindness, internal blindness, we're groping around in the dark, trying to find our happy life. So gonna turn some some lights on. So I encourage you visit the online institute. I know you'll love this course, twenty twenty Clarity course. And but if not, and if you do, and you'll you'll may love some other courses that are on there. There are lots. Of, I mean, you name it, it's on there. It's the Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning and International and. You can visit my website. There is a post about it, several posts about it, so you can click on there or you can just um, uh, visit the the actual site. So uh, before we get to our guest, and I'm going to introduce him in just a moment, I do want to say a word or two about the coronavirus because it's been heavily in my world, and I'm sure it's on the minds of many of our listeners, right? And so there are some things that we can do right? It's airborne, you know, just like the flu gets passed, right? But hand washing is number one. Hand washing with soap and water, number one. If you can't get soap and water, you know, the um, little alcohol preparations are fine, but soap and water is number one. Sneezing into the arm, wrist and not into the hand, just, you know, uh, general hygiene stuff, stuff that we already know but sometimes don't think about, you know, not eating behind people and keeping our stress low, right? You know, you and I have a faith. We have a belief pattern. We're going to do the smart physical things, but keeping our mind, you know, what we, what we focus on, this is the truth. We're, t- we're talking about energy now. We're switching a little bit, but it's all related. What we focus on, we bring about into our lives. I'm not saying if you focus on preparing and and being wise that you're gonna bring in COVID-19, AKA coronavirus into your life, not at all. But we don't wanna get to the point where we're obsessing over it and we can't sleep. And and I have had those conversations with people and I do wanna encourage us all, myself included and my family as well, to uh, take the necessary physical precautions And then take the even more powerful stance that we will focus on the things that we want to draw into our life, and we will not focus on the things that we don't want to draw into our life. So that's a little bit about coronavirus. I'm super excited to have right now Mr. Jason. And Jason, are you there?
1: I am here, yes. How are you?
0: Wonderful. Let me just do a quick bio, because I'm excited to have you. We have with us today Jason Dowd, and I hope I'm saying his last name properly. Jason is an internationally exhibiting photographer. He is also the host and producer of the nationally syndicated AME radio show and this is the fun part that makes me smile every time I say it. He's the CEO of a brand-new dog treat company called Gladys Goodies. Jason, welcome to the Everyday Peace Show with Dr. Dravon James. I'm super excited we got you on.
1: Well, I'm, I'm happy to be here. This is going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So I got to tell you, Jason, we're going to start right at the beginning, but I want to tell um, – and if anyone's – again, um Shamelessly plugging the social media today, aren't I? But I mentioned on the social media uh, live uh, yesterday or this morning about Mm -hmm. Jason, and the thing that excited me about him when I first met him and I was actually on his show was how diverse he is and the things that he's into. And he really did give off a vibe to me of you can have it all. You can if you're willing to put in the work. And there are so many things that stop us from, putting in the work to live the life of our dreams right to live our life it's our dream our life right and so often I'll hear people um, I work in health it's nothing for health care workers to work a 15 16 hour shift and then they'll say oh I'm too tired to you know write even one paragraph on the book that I've been trying to write for the last five or ten years but and, and I applaud them for being so selfless in the giving in the healthcare industry and any other industry that you're working in. But you have to remember that the gift that you're meant to give, that passion gift, deserves energy too. So, Jason, let's start. We're right at the beginning with you, right at the beginning as we um, get to know you for our listening audience. Tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, obviously you're a superhero. You're doing all of these things. We're not going to get to the superhero stuff quite yet. Let's <laughs> hear about the ordinary days and you were starting out before you became the Jason Dow. Where, where are you from? What were you doing? What were your motivations, your likes, your dislikes? Give us a little history.
1: Well, I was born and raised in Bristol, Connecticut. Um, I moved down to Florida in 1990 when my parents moved down here. And um, throughout that time, I've always been interested in a lot of different things, from sports to uh, – I love old architecture, believe it or not. I, it's one of my favorite things. I love art. Um, I love um, I love art, and uh, I also love the uh, – hold on a second. Please. I love art. I love um, – Jeez, oh, traveling. Let's see. here. What else do I love? I love talking to people. And I, ironically, that's not how it always was. I wasn't always into talking to people, but eventually uh, I broke the mold. So those are kind of some of the things that I, I like to do. Um, some of the things I, I, I don't like as much are hmm, – you know, there's not really too much I don't like. So I, I guess mm-hmm. it's I guess it's a, I'll try anything once. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I, I like that too. So let's go, I want to go back to one thing. You you now you like talking to people. So would you describe yourself as an extrovert?
1: Uh yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I I think it's because I was bullied so bad when I was growing up, and I didn't really have many friends. I was kind of that that eyeball. I don't know how I ever got there because I never thought of myself as. Strange or weird, but I've accepted myself as strange or weird over the years. So it's um it it's just something that kept, that continued to happen. I guess to protect myself, I pulled myself away, and I regret so many things about that. And I truly believe that there's only one way to fail in this world, and that's to not do something. And I failed as I failed with school, I failed with my with my friends and the potential uh, friendships I could have had because I was trying to protect myself. And uh, and, in turn, that's where I learned because that's where I that's where I I failed because I can't go back and fix that. You know, some of these people are gone. Some of these people are, are, you know, all over the country and I can't go to prom. I can't go to homecomings anymore. I missed it. You know, so I realized that I was putting myself inside this cocoon. And, you know, I didn't I started realizing, you you know what, if they don't like me, who cares? You know, I'm I am who I am. The people that are gonna like me are gonna like me. The people that are not gonna like me aren't gonna like me. And that's okay. And so I decided to open up and, and start talking. And when I had my radio show, people were like, You have a radio show? They're like, Yeah, I'd never heard you sp I never heard you spill out probably more than twenty five words in your entire life. <laughs> and I was like, Well, it's changed and I you know, I got things to say and I, I'm I got things I wanna help other people do. And promote, and that's why I, I I decided enough is enough. It's time to start talking to people, and I like it.
0: Wow, you know, you said so much um, in that statement because I can relate to a lot of the. I was bullied um, when I was younger too, and I always tell people that I'm sort of an easy target for bullying until you try it one time. <laughs> Right. Because right. I was that quiet kid, but I was like had a, I had a bite. So once people tried it one time, they were like, oof, okay." <laughs> and so I was I look like an easy target, but when you get up close, it's like, "Oh my gosh, this you know uh, person bites or whatever." So, but because of that, something that you just said, I've always been a quiet person. Like I like I draw strength from my own self, from my own energy. So being quiet, but I love talking to people so this, this really weird mixture with me i guess i would be an introverted extrovert person because i enjoy myself i enjoy time to myself but mm-hmm. something that you said really resonated with me is that you withdrew to in inside of yourself as a way of protecting yourself mm-hmm. and so often i find that people that i talk to myself included did the same thing like i um so funny, I was talking to a friend uh, and a colleague over the weekend, and I remember preparing to do a keynote speaking address one time, and I decided to really talk about superpowers, and I, you know, because I had small, my son was small then, and he was always asking me, Mom, who's your favorite superhero, and I really thought, and he would ask, like, if you could be, if you could fly or be invisible, which one would you choose? And I thought about that question one day, and I said, oh, gosh, obviously I'd pick invisible because I picked it so many years ago, and I mastered it. You know, mm-hmm. I could be in a crowd of people talking, carrying it on, but I'd be so far removed inside of myself, tucked away so that nothing could hurt me, no one could hurt me. And it was really a lonely way to live. hmm but I did that because I wanted to protect myself. You know, my viewer, my listeners know, you know, my family and I were homeless at one point. There was a lot of things that I was really a, a scary kind of kid as a result of all those things who had, you know, like, what's that, um, that story? Um, not, not Alice in Wonderland, but the well, one with the Scarecrow. I can't think of it right now.
1: Oh, uh, but, Wizard of Oz.
0: Wizard of Oz, yeah. So you know how the the wizard was this little, little tiny (laughs) thing when he got in there, right? This big thing or, you know, or the lion who was kind of scary and didn't have courage. And uh, I realized that just like you said, living that way, boy, you miss out on so many things in life because you're so busy thinking or feeling, you know, afraid that the next attack is just around the corner. So I, I, I agree with that. So good for you. No more regrets. You're out there and you're doing it, and so am I. So uh, Ray Ray for both of us who climbed out of that box, <laughs>
1: right. right? And uh, it's so it's hope- easy to fall back into though. That's the that's the thing. You got to just try to you know get yourself out of that and, and out of that mentality. And you got to keep remembering reminding yourself that fear doesn't actually protect us from anything. So if you keep that up, you you stay out of that box.
0: Yes, I heard this wonderful acronym. Um, I I used to always say fear is false evidence appearing real, and I do know that to be the case. But I I was listening to a podcast, and I I can't – I always want to say his name wrong, so I'm not going to say it until I can get it right in my mind. But uh, I heard this gentleman say, fear stands for face everything and rise. How amazing is that? And I think, yeah. you know, I never thought of myself as, oh, I, when he said that, I said, oh, gosh, that's kind of what I did. I just said, you know what, I'm looking straight on at this, and I'm looking, and I know it's going to be uh, fearful. I know this could possibly happen to me, and but I'm going to face it anyway. And, and you're right it's it's not like a one and done kind of thing. It's if you've Mm -hmm. been living in that space and that's been one of the things that plague you, you know, whether it be physical safety, emotional safety, what have you, it is a thing that you are consciously work on and you say, Okay, I feel myself withdrawing or I feel myself trying to cling on to things that was my thing, was holding everything so tight and not wanting to um, accept change because I felt like, well, if change comes, then this little bit of, this little corner of safety that I've created is going to go away and then I'll be vulnerable again. But, you know, that's part of the process. So it is, you're right, you, we do have to work on it from time to time. So you worked on it in a big way, Jason. I mean, you went from um, not talking to this radio station who which i happen to have been on and um very very i mean let's talk about some of the fabulous guests that you've had on the station but before we do that let's talk about what what led you why a radio station
1: well one thing for sure is that i realized that my voice was stripped from me when i went to go try to do an art show and none of the local media would cover, at least saying, "Hey, look, he's going to be there." I wasn't looking for, you know, top coverage or anything like that. I was just look at it, and say, "Come out and hear a story. It's free. He wants to tell stories, you know, and and come out and and see him here in Saint Petersburg." They always told me that I didn't have a big enough name behind me. So if I was like the uh, Taylor Swift or if I was like Ansel Adams, then yeah, they'll give me some time on the air. I'm sitting and thinking to myself, "Wow, you know." They don't need that time on the air as much as I do. You know, they just say Taylor Swift, and man, everybody knows who that is, and they're going to get 100,000 people at that, at that concert. For me, they don't know me. And, you know, this is where I really needed the help, and I didn't get it. And I said, you know what? That's, 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 you know, I won't even say the, 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 the word I was going to say. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I realized that, you know, something, I'm sure this isn't the only person that it's happened to. This has probably happened to a lot more people. And then I started going to like the independent music scenes and I started working with a band and sure enough they had a hard time doing everything as well because they didn't have the big names. You know, they weren't the they weren't the aerosmiths and everything else. So I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna be the voice of these people. I don't care if they are a garage band ready to leave the garage and try something you know, as long as they have passion and inspiration behind it, I will put them on there. And I don't care if they are a top-rated celebrity. Everybody has a story to talk about. Everybody has has their story that will inspire them. Because anybody knows in this in the inter, inter, art and entertainment industry is probably one of the cut, most cutthroat industries you will ever experience. From the day one, you're going to hear a lot of no's. You're going to be put up against things that are going to challenge your your morals and values, which can keep you from getting those jobs backstabbing and lying and cheating. So these are walls that come running up there. And sometimes people see that they get a little scared and fall back. And I'm trying to bring on people that have walked that walk, talk that talk and can say, look, I did it. You can do it too. You just got to stick to what you love to do the most. So on top of helping them get their projects out there, I wanted to get their stories out there for other people to inspire them to, to follow their dreams as well. Because our biggest roadblock in life isn't the world around us we can make excuses we can play victim we can say whatever we want to say but the only thing that keeps us from our own success is ourselves so that wall that we run into that wall that we run into we cannot let that stop us and sometimes that's by fear exactly with what i went through but sometimes it's because of the fact that you self-doubt yourself sometimes you realize it's hard so it's easier to blame something else but none of that is going to get you th- get you across that wall, and I realized you can do a couple things. You can go over the wall, around the wall, under the wall, or through the wall. However you get through it doesn't matter. Just get through it because that's your, that's your success. So that's what the show is all about, and I didn't care if they were art and entertainment industry. I didn't care if they were specialist authors. Um, I just wanted to get people on there that could tell a story about how they got to where they got to. I learn from it, they learn from it, my listeners learn from it, and, you know, it's a wonderful experience.
0: Yeah, and I think that's actually the key to your success too because um, in the very beginning – and what I hear when you talk is that, you know, you decided to be the change that you wanted to see in the world, right? I think Gandhi was the one who said that. Be the change that you want to see. And you decided to do that. You said, okay, here it is. I, I have this art form to show. I'm not. I, all I'm asking you is to make people aware of it. And, yes, and, you know, I'm an actress too. So you, you get that sort of thing where, mm-hmm. oh, well, if you were a bigger, if you had more a bigger name behind you, then we could hear you or, you know, and it, it can be frustrating knocking on doors, and a lot of people uh, give up and just, you know, just forget it because uh, people won't give them a shot. But I would say even fewer people, very few people do what you did. So you know what? I'm going to give myself a shot and by starting my own station, and then I'm going to give every other person who's like me an opportunity so you really um when you reach back there's a philosophy that i know is a universal philosophy in life is that we all come to this experience with several gifts several gifts that, that we can share and when we in each one of our gifts benefits someone else like you could think oh you know uh, I only I I had a client who wanted to make nail polish. I always tell the story, and she was very passionate about nail polish. It sounds really funny and silly, but I know that for a lot of women, myself included, sometimes all it takes is a nice nail co- color, and like, oh, I feel so much better about myself. Or you know, yeah. and these small little things. So when our gift is meant to enhance the life of someone else, and right. it is quite selfish when we do, as you said, when we. Except the roadblock, which at the end, if we tunnel through what's causing this roadblock, may get to the foundation, the root of it, we'll find that we are the roadblock. Lack of yeah. belief in ourselves. You know, we if we are we are afraid to lose. This is always the biggest one that I had. Afraid to lose the little bit that I got. <laughs> And uh, so afraid of that and afraid of change, you know, and it's not just change. Some people, I I had a person who worked for me many years ago. She goes, I just don't like any type of change. I don't like any type of change. I don't don't like when the weather changes. I don't like when the season changes. I like no change. I was like, oof, life must be really hard for you. (laughs) the rest of us it's not necessarily the change it's the unknown right mm-hmm. what the change yeah. is going to bring it's like okay i don't mind it changing but can all these people stay with me and can all this still happen and of course we know the answer to that is maybe yes. we'll have to see right
1: yeah <laughs> well that's true
0: so so i love i love that that you know you had a gift um and you probably I didn't know it was speaking, but we're going to get right to that after this commercial break because I hear them playing our song. We're going to go to commercial. We'll be right back with Jason Dabbs. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Dravon James. Welcome back to Everyday Peace. We have none other than Jason Dowd with us today. I, I'm so excited to have him here with us to share his story. You know, so often we hear about people when they are untouchable. I'll have to say one of my favorite people in the entertainment, I don't know, interview world. I'm not original. It's Oprah Winfrey probably just about so many people right and it's and I happened to have gone to see her when she was doing some tour in the DC area and I was just captivated the entire time I really was but she's Oprah right and I'm meeting her at the height of being Oprah right now I wish I'm from Chicago and I remember when she was there doing AM Chicago and uh, even that was a big deal to me but could you imagine having the opportunity to to know her then and to talk to her then while she's on her rise and, and, and what we call on her come up, if you will? So while she's making this huge name for herself, but when she's Oprah at that level, some parts of her life seem untouchable to me, and and, and parts of my life feel I feel like, well, you know, I just want to know what this is like, you know, and because she's above that partner life, not that she can't relate but she is beyond that point so that's what excites me about jason is that he is successful but he's still at the approachable level i can still say hey jason what do you think about this or you know do you remember struggling with this and he still can remember struggling with that or you know whereas if he's at another level he says, No, i don't know my people handle that for me
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: <laughs> i'm excited to have you at this level and to be able to talk to you, talk with you and i want to talk About And we're talking about celebrities, so I know, but our guests may not, our our listeners may not know, that you had some amazing, we talk about untouchable people, uh, on your guests. So uh, drop a few names and then tell us how you managed to get guests of this caliber from a guy who was to be an introvert.
1: (laughs) No problem. And by the way, I always be approachable. I will never be to the point where I'm too stuffy, even if I do get to be an A-list celebrity someday. That, I, that I'm too busy or too important to talk to anybody. I'll never let that happen. Yeah, However, and, and I don't um, mean
0: that choose that, that way. I got to just say that. But you know, no. you, you won't be handling your own thing. You won't be booking your own gigs. You, you'll you forget what that's all about because there will be a team <laughs> of people. <laughs>
1: but go ahead. I actually, people I probably busy. won't because I love that. I love being able to do that. That's a part of me. So I like that kind of stuff. But, you know, some people don't mm-hmm. and they get busy and they like to let other people do it, but I like to have hands-on relationships with everything I do. So <laughs> just to say that's that. Jason, you're incredible. Uh,
0: so let's, let's talk yeah. about these celebrity guests.
1: Okay. So I, I got dared to do the radio show because somebody said I couldn't. And I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. Because originally it started off with a magazine, an online magazine. That's how I started to get people's words out there. So – and then I found out in 2014 that I had uh, MS. I've been dealing with it for actually a long time, but everybody just kept um, – writing it off as uh, the flu. So what it does is that it does affect my brain. It affects the way that I can speak. And it's, and sometimes I have I have issues where I, I just can't speak or I can't think or I can't make a, a fluid sentence. So the radio show was actually a way for me to not only prove that person wrong, but be therapy for myself. So I was a little bit worried about going out and getting some really top celebrities. But I, I said, you know what? There's one person I've always wanted to talk to. And that was Dana Kuma-Keller because I grew up watching The, the Wonder Years. And every guy wanted to be with Winnie. They wanted to be, uh, they wanted to be Fred Savage, and being able to have her as a girlfriend. So I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to try for this. So um, I actually wrote to her on her website, and I don't know if people know this or not, but she is a brilliant mathematician. Uh, she's got a PhD in math, and she teaches kids how to do math easily by uh, some of these books that she wrote. And I wanted to talk to her about that, not necessarily her witty, just what she was able to do and how smart she is. So I wrote to her one night at like 12 o'clock at night. I didn't even know if it was coherent what I wrote, but I didn't hear anything for a while. And then finally, out of nowhere, I get this this call from a lady from the Lifetime Network. And she said, um, I got this request from Danica McKellar. She's got a new – a new show coming on, a Lifetime uh, movie, and uh, she gave me your email. She goes, she doesn't give anybody's email. She doesn't want to talk to anybody for any reason unless we we put it up for them. So she goes, you've, you park, you've sparked her interest. But she goes, before we can give you Winnie, uh, uh, Danica, we are going to try you with Jewel, uh, the singer, and Mitchell Musso, who played on, uh, on uh, Hannah Montana. And she goes, if they come back and they say something good about you, you know, we'll put you through. So I realized this was my chance. So I went through, I talked to Mitchell. It was an amazing, you know, he played Ollie from uh, uh, Hannah Montana's, uh, uh, out of the three of them, he was one of her friends. And uh, Lily was the other one. And then. I I talked with Jewel, and Jewel was amazing. And I don't know if if people know this about her, but she does yodeling. That's where she started her her entire music career with yodeling, and she was practically homeless. I knew that, yeah. So she's she's an amazing woman. Mitchell was so much fun, and then uh, the lady came back to me and said, wow, she goes, you wowed them. She goes, they've never had so much fun on your show. It wasn't wasn't like talking on an interview. We'll get you Danica. And I got to talk to Danica, and she was amazing. And um, I got to talk to her about her about her movie. I didn't bring up Winnie because she's a little uh, weird about that. So that was fine. I respected that. Uh, but I did talk to her about her math, and I got to talk to her about what I wanted to. And that opened up the door for so much more. I got to talk to um, some of the uh, – uh, let's see here. He was on Boy Meets World. I'm trying to remember his name right now. Um, uh, he was uh, – his brother was, on, was uh, Joey on uh, – Joey Lawrence on uh, – oh, one of Lawrence's brothers. That's it. Uh, Matthew Lawrence is his name. I got to talk to Matthew Lawrence. Uh, I got to talk to just about everybody you can imagine on uh, Days of Our Lives and on General Hospital. I even got to what? talk to the, oh the, my God. the character. I got to talk to Sonny Corinthos who is um, who's one of the main characters. I, that's not his real name. That's his character name. Uh, but that's how people would probably know him uh, on um, – on uh, uh, General Hospital, I got to talk to. um Let's see here. I got to talk to a bunch of people from Disney. I love Disney. I got to talk to some p- some of the people from the haunted sh- the haunting shows, the the ghost shows on Discovery Channel. And man, it just blew up. So I have like a, a relationship with the with um, Hallmark Channel, Lifetime Channel, and Discovery Channel, and even parts of Disney. And I got to meet some other ones who who turned me into other people that knew other people. So before I knew it, I, I, had, a, I had a slew of amazing people coming on my show, you know, from top celebrities all the way down to people that came out of, the, uh, out of their house ready to start their lives. And um, as what Lifetime told me, she said, you know what the most Im- impressive thing about you, you is, is that she goes, you take everybody. She goes, do you know how many times we put out four or five people from a, a movie, uh, and they don't necessarily have a big name? But you take them anyways. She goes, half of those people only maybe get two or three talks, you know, through the through the entire system. But you you bring them on, and they love that. You know, it gives them some confidence, and it gives Lifetime some exposure. So what they did was they allowed me to be one of the absolute main people to cover the Little Mermaid live version, not the Disney version, of the movie that was done by the Steinbrenners at at the. Um, at the Tampa Theater so I got to hang out with the stars I got to hang out with um, with uh, other celebrities that came in there the other news companies that came over had to had to back to me, so I had I had first shot at everything. I was like, oh wow, this is so weird, you know. And it just got wow. it was probably one of the one of the best experiences of my life, and I will never forget this. And a lot of these celebrities are actually my friend now. I talk to them all the time, and it's such a it's such a wonderful experience to talk to people from so many different levels of life. And I did that just by taking a few minutes to write an email in the middle of the night and the, oh the other one that I, t- I got to talk to too was which is really cool because i was a big fan of hers was Tiffany, and i had a whole hour with her and i think that was just so spectacular because she had a great life and it went down the tubes and she got in a lot of a lot of trouble with her personal life and then she came back and continues with her music and she's, she's wonderful I, I had such a great time with her too so like i said it just takes a little bit of you know A little bit, just to try. You know, I I could have said, you know what, they're they're too big for me, and they're not going to give me a chance. And and I could have stopped myself right there, but I didn't, and I continued to do it, and look where it blew up to.
0: Jason, and it's an inspiration, and I want our listeners um, to catch all of this. So you get this inspiration, you said it's like midnight, to send an email, right? Some of us would call that a hunch, right? We get this hunch to, to do something, and you didn't shove it off. Right. So, mm-hmm. and I I mentioned earlier while well, before you got on the show that I'm teaching this course called 2020 Clarity, and you know us paying more attention to us. Right. We are so in tune to what's going on in the external world, and we 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 don't even listen, when, when our inside are speaking, you call it whatever you want, your internal presence, your divine presence, the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter what you name it, not to me anyway, um, whatever you call it, uh, we're talking about that, that same thing, that small voice inside of us that says, and it's really non-assuming, it's like, hey, Jason, you should send this email. And then you could say, what are you kidding, it's midnight, you know, <laughs> I'm tired, I'm tired. Right. You could have done all of these things, but you listen and you're obedient. And what does it cost you anyway to send an email? A person could could respond or not respond. So you send right. this email. And then what does the universe ask you to do? The universe says, okay, you've done your part. I've asked you to send an email. You've done that. Go on about your business. Do you know Concentrate elsewhere. You said there's this long length of time. You don't hear anything. We're exercising patience during that yeah. process, right? Because who puts a seed in the ground? You're trying to grow an oak tree, and you check on it every day. You drive yourself <laughs> crazy. You know, there's a seed, and then before you know you, got it, you're digging a seed up. Forget about it. It doesn't work, right? But no, right. you didn't do that. You, you practice this patience, and lo and behold, it produces fruit. Not, mm-hmm. just, not just fruit, that's that one experience, but it multiplies itself right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and, and we're talking about anything, but you know, the word of God says uh, to him who has more will given, be given, right? So you had this little bit of faith and obedience, right? Because sometimes obedience is all the faith you can have. It's just obedience. Okay. I'll do it. You got it. You did it. And then you just left it alone and it produced all of this. So that's a, that's is really touches my heart and, and really says to me a whole bunch about, yeah, this is universal law. This is how this works. You listen. The call, you will know the call. You know, you heard it, and it sounds simple, but it isn't, because I don't want our audience to miss this. We said that in 2014, you were diagnosed with MS, multiple mm-hmm. sclerosis. And for our listeners who don't know, you know, it's an autoimmune disease that where you know, it affects the, spinal cord, the brain and the spinal cord and all kinds of, unwanted symptoms and things that make life a lot more challenging. You mentioned, you know, being able to focus and concentrate. And, and sometimes even being able to speak can be a challenge. But you have a radio program, so look at that. But what we concentrate on and what we focus on, we bring more of that into our life. And you are definitely, your focus to me is all about helping, you know. And it's not a surprise to me when you're putting that kind of energy out in the universe that you're having the kind of wonderful success that you are, and that you're being the example to myself and many others that you're being. Right. So talk about that. You, you, the, the MS is there. It's a diagnosis. Now, are you in remission now?
1: Uh, yes. I, I I go in and out of remission. I just came out of a really uh, – actually, th- it's been really stressful the last couple months, so my uh, stress level has been high. That's a trigger for it for pe- people yes. that may not know it. Stress can really trigger it, and luckily for me, I I do have the kind that I can put it in remission. Um, ironically, though, it was not diagnosed until 2014, but I've been suffering since 1990. And um, they always thought I had the flu, so I had the longest case of flu, like 20 years. So um, eventually, I believe wow, it, I am a wow. huge, huge, huge Disney fan. I, I could live at Disney World. I watch Disney all the time. I don't care what people say about it either. I love the cartoons. I love the Disney Channel. I love the news shows that they have. I love it all. And uh, I was at Hollywood Studios, and I was going to take my wife on to the rock and roll roller coaster for the first time. I'd already ridden on it, but we had a foster child at the time, and he was too scared to go on it, so she stayed behind. And so we were going to go in the morning, and then we were going to go to the Animal Kingdom. So I went down there. We were there probably like 9 o'clock in the morning, you know, and I'm already starting to – I'm staying in line. I'm starting to sweat and not feel good. I couldn't breathe too well. And I'm like, I don't know what the heck's going on. And then I started getting to the point where I got these prickly um, – like needles all throughout my arm, and I started losing the numbness. I got started getting numbness in my arm and, and in my legs and stuff. I'm like, something ain't right. So I got all the way to the very spot where we were going to enter the car, I said, you know what? I cannot go on this thing. I probably won't survive. She goes, what do you mean? I said, I'm not feeling good. So she got on it. They brought me out. I collapsed in into the hallway, the, uh, going towards the, the gift shop, but the back way out. That they brought me down to the end there. I sat there. I, I they gave me some water. They were they were going to call the the nine one one. I told them absolutely not. I will get out of this. And they said, well, you could die. I said, well, if I'm going to die, I'm going to be in the happiest place on earth. You know, so at least I'll be. How I love that. So, and uh, so I, I had I got a little bit of, I got shell shocked, but I I got back. And then we went to um, we went to the uh. Animal Kingdom that night, uh, right after that, and I rode the, uh, the um, Expedition Everest. That's what we went there to do. I was not going to let this thing stop me. I went there, I did it, and I said, if I'm going to die on that ride, I'm going to die happy because that's what I wanted to try. So I came home, we survived it, and I uh, went to the doctor, and I had 110% of the symptoms, uh, hot and cold problems, numbness, uh, trouble talking, uh, balance problems, uh, all kinds of different stuff. So it's a real problem. But yet you've got you to gotta take it at stride. You've got to know when you're having a flare-up. You've got to relax. Um, you, if, you, uh, if, you, if you let it get to you, you're never going to have fun in life. So you've got to just keep doing what you're doing. Like right now, I love doing photography, but I can't hold a camera right now. So I'm just taking a little bit of time. I'm going to come up with some ideas, and maybe in the next month or two, I'll be able to do it. But I also, because I am having more and more speech trouble right now, until I get this thing under control again, I can't do my radio show for about a month. So I'm going to take a month off, get my speech back up, and then I'll be back. Um, so I'm going to start taking, uh, you know, interview requests, and then we'll set it up for after a month. And that's what you got to do. That's just one of the problems that you have. So sometimes things get delayed, but that's okay. You know, um, don't let it stop you. And that's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to let it stop me. So it, it, it's it's. uh oh, I love your attitude. It's just something that you have to deal with. It's just another facet of your life. You know. It may not be the best one, <laughs> you know, but it shows you your strengths, and that's what I like about it. I measure myself and how, I'm, and how I'm doing every day based upon how I react to what's going on around me or with me, and this is, this is one of those.
0: And I love, I love what you said, you know, it's just another, it's just something that showed up in your life, right? So it's the, and, and isn't that, that's our definition here at everyday pieces, is pieces, is wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. So to view ourselves as broken is to say, Oh, because this has showed up in my life, I'm broken. You know, all my health is broken. This is something that, of course, if you had the choice to say, okay, no MS, thank you. I'll pass on that. Right. Yeah, of course. But if <laughs> but, but, but not given that option, you say, okay, it's here. It's a part of this journey for, for now. Who knows? It may not be a part of it forever because I love the fact that you really are aware of how strong of impact that stress has on, on a, a disorder such as this. So you're able to manage that. And there's, you know, I'm sure you know the things about the diet and all that that go into, um, it's a full body experience, a full life experience to manage this. But you said, this is part of the journey. This is what showed up doesn't Mm -hmm. mean I'm not holding it, it's definitely not going to subtract from my peace. It's part of the journey, and we're going to incorporate the care for this to make sure I stay healthy, and we're going to keep moving forward on the mission. So that is easier said than done. I know. It takes discipline, Mm -hmm. but you've developed discipline in other areas of your life, and you can develop discipline in this one, as you have shown. So you are an inspiration to me, and I'm sure to everybody else. So as we talk about this, let's not, let's not, because I heard that cute little puppy in the background, or maybe it's not <laughs> <Yeah>. so small, <laughs> um, but uh, let's talk about these doggy treats. Now, how do we get from this, you know, photography, world own photographer and uh, incredible radio host to doggy treats?
1: Well, it came base- basically because of my absolute worst nightmare, Um, that's actually Gladys that you heard barking and, uh, she's, um, she's 16, 16 now. She's going to be 17, um, in, in December. And what happened was in 2018, I was sitting there, uh, giving my dogs treats. Now I had these treats from PetSmart and I thought they were healthy treats. I thought they were good treats and I didn't look at the, at the, at the package. Well, they weren't. And, uh, Gladys already had an underlying problem of, I um, already had the underlying problem of, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, pancreatitis. So we had to give her low fat, you know, very, very level stuff, but it was controlled by diet. So, we, you know, we were kind of blessed with that. So what ended up happening was I gave her two of these treats that I was giving my dog Allie. And um, I was, uh, I, I figured, you know, just one day because it was late at night and I was going to go out and get some more treats for her the next day. Well, the next day I got up on Saturday, and uh, Allie was not doing good at all. So I brought her to the doctor. The doctor said, look, her, her liver enzymes are way off the chart. Her liver's failed. So he, I'm like, what the heck? So he goes, take her to the emergency room right now. Have them pump her up with, uh, with fluids and stuff like that. So we took her down there. The doctor said I had about a 50% chance of, of saving her. So I'm like, okay, well, keep her here give her fluids. I came home, when I came home, Gladys was sick as, as a dog. Um, so I brought her to the ER and, uh, she now had full blown pancreatitis. I said, how could this happen overnight? So I tried to figure out what the heck did I have that I, that they had in common. And I looked at the treats. I never, ever looked at their, um, I never, I never ever look at the back of dog treats or food to see the ingredients, but I will this time. Uh, what it had was 16% Crude fat, 8% trans fat and ethylene glycol. And for people that don't know what ethylene glycol is, that is um, antifreeze. So uh, the antifreeze actually killed Allie's liver, but the fat content, since I gave her two sticks, that 8% uh, trans fat turns into 16% trans fat and the the 16 grams of crude fat turned into uh, 32 grams of crude fat. So it was toxic. And I almost lost her. So um, when I came home, uh, the doctor said, absolutely no treats for Gladys. And, I'm like, well, she's a rescue dog. She doesn't play with toys or anything like that. So the only thing that gives her lo- joy and, and life is treats. And so he goes, okay. He goes, well, you're going to have to find a treat that has, like, no byproducts, no fillers, no uh, chemicals, no salt, um, no uh, artificial flavors or colors. And, every-. and I'm like, oh, my Lord. Well, I found it. But it's like thirty-two dollars for a little, e, e, b, e, d, e, nothing that she would have gone through in a week. I'm like, well, I can't afford that. So I talked to the doctor, and he goes, okay, well, th- this is what it's got to have. So I made my own treats, and uh, believe it or not, Allie ate those for the month that we had her. We had her. Uh, she passed away from from the uh, from the disease from the, from what that caused her. Uh, so I lost her, and um, Gladys recovered, and she was she ate those treats. And so what I started to do is give them to to the dogs and stuff that I knew from my friends and family and my neighborhood dogs, and they loved them. And I said, you know what? I don't ever want anybody to fall into what I have because I still to this day am so upset with myself because it could have been prevented that I lost my best friend and I almost lost my other best friend. And it's, yeah. it kills me. It, it really, it, that's probably one of the things that yeah. I, I, I am so upset about the most is that I could have prevented this. So I said, you know what, I'm going I'm to do this. I'm going to try to make some money on it, too. Um, I want to I give dogs a healthy alternative because these are the perfect treat. Gladys can eat all of it despite her pancreatitis. And I want to also use it as a platform to get out and tell people to not only rescue dogs, especially senior dogs, uh, stop um, animal abuse. And also to educate people to read the back of your label. You must read the label, and if you cannot read or understand what that is, it's probably not good for your dog. And um, you know, if you've ever read what a byproduct is, um, I would never. That's enough to turn your stomach. And I, and I, when I realized that, I'm like, I'm never going to give my dog anything with byproduct again. So um, wow. And so I'm here, not you get into here you are here again.
0: <laughs> but here you are again. And and this seems to be a trend so I'll just go ahead and say it you probably heard it you probably have heard this before but here you are again being the change that you wanted to see. Right? Mm-hmm. Your dog right. needed something that did not exist or did not exist at an affordable price cuz not many people could could invest that and we all love our pets and but we couldn't just you know we couldn't invest that in, in the care and so then you said okay this is what needs to happen i'm your guy i'm going to make it happen so jason i, I gotta tell you I'm, I'm totally impressed with um just just your philosophy behind life i don't know if you knew you had a philosophy but i it's screaming at me that you do have a <laughs> philosophy is that you can have oh, your yeah. own philosophy if you're willing to focus if you're willing to. Just be disciplined but most importantly if you're willing to believe in yourself. And so we have about three minutes left. I wanna talk um just really briefly. I know that you've got some big names on your show and I was on your show so I put myself yes. in that category. <laughs> but I wanted
1: to talk to you. we have
0: people from all walks of life and I was so grateful to be interviewed by you. You're a gracious and wonderful host. And um, how would people we may have listeners today who say, you know what, I be I I wanna connect, I wanna I, I got something, I got a band, I got a, a product, I got an idea or what have how would people connect with you to find out about pitching their idea, pitching themselves to be a guest on your show?
1: Well, the best way to do it is go to the website uh, www.CAME, Art Music Entertainment uh, exp- uh, the A-M-E that takes you to the ame experience which is the radio show television show and um and magazine links but go to the radio one and on there it has a contact form and you can hit me up that way or you can go to my facebook uh instagram twitter whatever whatever you want it's at the ame experience and the uh let me see the instagram is the a m e e x because I wasn't able to get the whole thing in there. So um, that's, that, <laughs> those are those, uh, you know, I love to hear from people. And like I said, I am going to be booking interviews, but it will probably be at least 30 days from now when I'll start to actually release them again or start to do the interviews again. Um, so, you know, again, you know, I, I apologize. It's just I got to deal with my, with my illness here, but eventually oh, no, no. Gonna, it will be back
0: no apology necessary jason you are an inspiration to me and i'm sure to many other people this is the everyday peace show where we believe that everything that shows up in our life shows up to bow down and serve us so we can consciously create the life of our dreams thank you for being an everyday peacemaker i'll talk to you next week
1: Thanks for listening.
0: This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you Create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.